Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a gorgeous Friday here in Las Vegas on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, and wherever you're listening to the show, all over the globe on this beautiful, fantastic, working, it works great, this Raiders mobile app. Unbelievable how well it works, and we're thrilled about that as we're brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town. Great day today, 5 to 7 to see half-price drinks, sports. What a sports weekend. NASCAR's in town. Raiders are at home. Aviators are in town for a bunch of big games. Everything's rocking this weekend. Concerts in town. Lionel Richie's in town, one of the all-time great performers. We got everybody there. Jump on in. Jump on in. Get excited about Vegas. This is why NFL works so well in Vegas. There are people in there. There are hundreds of thousands of people in town for NASCAR. They're in town for NASCAR, which is big enough. Now 65,000 going to the Raiders. Incredible. This is why I live in Vegas. I love it here. There's so much going on. My cousin Gino and my buddy Wiz just flew in uh, last night. They're here staying at my house. They're coming in for the Raider game because I said to them, hey, man, fans are allowed. Come on in. Sit in my seats. And they're like, awesome. So two of my best friends, my blood, my cousin, he's here in town. And we are going to be drinking a bucket of Modellos in two hours, hanging out by my pool. We're going to have a bucket of Modellos and get this going. Get on the phone. I got a good half hour before Jim Plunkett. I'd love to hear from you on the game. I'd love to hear from you on the game and what's going to happen, what is going to be the final score, what's going to happen, who's going to win the game, who's going to be the star of the game, What's going to happen and how is it going to play out? I've uh, dove into this game. My John Gruden conversation comes up in an hour. One o'clock, John Gruden. Please listen to it for his remarks about Black Hole Rob Rivera, who passed away this week, the co-founder of the Black Hole. Coach Gruden wanted to do that. I need you to listen to this. It comes up at the top of the hour, my conversation with John Gruden. We had on two Dolphin Insiders this week. I've been talking about the game nationally on my SiriusXM show. Problem I have with this game is everybody's counting the Dolphins out. Everybody is counting the Dolphins out, and we shouldn't. The Dolphins could be the first team ever to go 2-0 and in Allegiant Stadium. Let that sink in. Let that sink in, and they're not even in the same division. They came here last year in a statement game and beat the Raiders because the Raiders were going through chaos defensively. The Raiders couldn't guard anybody. The Raiders were not lined up properly. So on the Fitzpatrick, Hail Mary down the sideline, when Damon Arnett just for whatever reason said, go by me, I won't run with you. Whoa, wait a second. What? You know they're throwing a deep Hail Mary to the sideline. Damon Arnett all of a sudden just lets the guy run by him, and there's no safety help over the top. So who do you want to blame on that? I'll tell you who to blame on that. First off, the corner who didn't cover, and for whatever reason wanted to do this, oh, Olay, we're going to let you go, because why? Because there might be a screen pass? <laughs> who cares about a screen pass? There's, there's linebackers who can cover the screen pass. You cover your man. And then Arnett lets him go and looks behind him. And the story of last year is where's the safety? 
Anybody? Where's the safety? The safeties aren't home to cover. So the Raiders went out and got Trayvon Merrick to clean this up. They went and got a ball hawk from college, a first-round pick that dropped to the Raiders in the second round, player that they really wanted to play center field because Jonathan Abram couldn't be counted on last year to do his job. He let Patrick Mahomes bait him as we had Kansas City beat with a minute 42 to go. Mahomes got to go the length of the field. He gets Abram to bite with his eyes. Kelsey goes behind him. Game over. All of this. But now Jonathan Abram's much better. Bravo to Jonathan Abram. Great offseason. Better coaching. A new secondary coach. A new defensive coordinator in Gus Bradley. And all of a sudden there's stability and Key point here, a much more conservative style of defense for the safeties in the cover three where they don't want to let anybody behind them and they keep everybody in front of them. I think that's a great style for this team because of the youth of this team. Jonathan Abram needs a couple more seasons to prove that he could be an overall safety. So until he gets there, have him be a box safety who can stop the run. And then if it's predictable third and long, back him up. Back him up so no one can get behind him. And then Merrick, hopefully, is a ball hawk. He reads defenses and quarterbacks, and they're coached by Gus Bradley. So the system is better and in place. So the Dolphins come to town, and look, whoever they were going to put at quarterback was not going to be Lamar Jackson. Right? We all agree on that. Lamar Jackson, oh, my God, he can run. He can run for 30 yards. He can make every throw. Tua, I wanted to see Tua play because I still believe Tua so early in his career He's going to make so many mistakes that he's going to give you one or two picks a game, and he's going to make some bad plays. Tua got pulled last year in the Miami Dolphin game. He got pulled from the game because he couldn't get it done, and they brought in Fitzmagic, who won the game. I believe that that loss for the Raiders was the absolute dagger end of the season. And you think that John Gruden's going to allow a letdown after that? No chance. Jacoby Brissett comes in, and he will play quarterback now. He's a good player. Good player from New England, Indianapolis. Sat in the quarterback room for years. He knows what to do. He's very good on short yardage because he looks like a defensive end. When he snaps the ball, fourth and one, fourth and two, the pile will move forward, and he'll probably get a first down. So you want to keep him out of fourth and short, third and short, because Brissett is good enough to pick up the first down. And then they got a couple of couple of players who can go deep. Waddle is like Ruggs. They got the next Ruggs. The Raiders got Ruggs first. And then Waddle ends up going to Miami, and he's a guy like Ruggs, can get deep, and he can beat you if he has time. What do the Raiders have going for him in this game? They got two things going for him in this game. Derek Carr leads the NFL in passing. He's the only quarterback to have over 700 yards passing. He's got over 800. So Carr looks fantastic. Luckily, he didn't get significantly hurt in the last game in Pittsburgh when his ankle got rolled up on. That was scary. That was really scary at that point. Carr, good to go in this game. I hope he's close to 100%. I don't know. I'm not the trainer, but they'll have him ready to go. And then the second and most important thing is the defensive line. The defensive line comes at you in waves. Solomon Thomas, Jefferson, Phylon, the interior with Hankins of that defense on top of the edge rushers. Yannick Ngakwe had the slight hamstring. Mad Max is unstoppable on the other side. Unfortunately, you look at this team, they're even injured on defense here, 
as we're trying to figure out what's going to happen here. Is Carl Nassib, he's got two injuries now. Can he play through it and be productive? Or is he a guy you want to hide because he's not at full strength? And then Clee Farrell. Clee Farrell, where we're all looking out loud, thinking out loud, saying, come on, dude. We need you to play great on the interior or the outside. But, you know, Max isn't coming off the field for Clee Farrell. I can promise you that. I got that one right. I told you that Max, you know, Max is better than Clee. I don't know why people were, were considering that being an issue. Max is better than Cleveland Farrell, period. At least he is right now. So you got Mad Max, who is an absolute beast, and he's got to play big in this game. So I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I've been very conservative this year. I thought the Raiders would be 1-1. One one. I didn't care who they won or lost. I figured they'd be 1-1 one one coming into this game. But this is a must win. The Dolphins that I've had circled and you've had circled, this is a win if you had this team winning nine or ten games. How could you have the Raiders in the playoffs and not beating the Dolphins at home? How could you even tell your friends at the bar, hanging out at PTs, yeah, you know, there's no doubt the Raiders are going to the playoffs. Well, what about the Dolphin game? they got to win this game. This is one of the games they need to put in the bank. Last night, Carolina became the first team in the NFL to go 3-0. and So they are 3-0. and The Raiders have an opportunity to do that. I don't believe that Miami's an inferior opponent. I don't. I believe that Miami's got injuries like the Raiders, and they're just as good as the Raiders. Both of these teams are pretty much even. Raiders have a more impressive track record this year because of their wins against better opponents. But let's not forget, and we'll talk about this with John Gruden at the top of the hour, let's not forget this, that Miami beat Bill Belichick and New England at Foxborough already this year, and that's tough to do. So your opinion on the score of the game what has to happen? Because I want to hear what you think about the score. Because I'm a little worried because the calls I've taken this week, I'm hearing 37 7. I'm hearing 41 17. No, 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 no. I, I, again, I hope I'm wrong. I see this being a 28 24 game. I see this being a 27 23 game. I see this being a battle. The Raiders have gotten nowhere yet, they're just 2 0. They're not going to destroy teams and blow them out. If they do and I'm wrong, you know where to find me on Monday. I hope that happens. I'm expecting a bloody war in this game. I'm expecting Miami to come in in this rivalry and play their best because they got embarrassed 35-0. You all understand this. You're diehard Raider fans. You know what happens when a good team gets embarrassed. The next game they come back with a vengeance. That's what the Raiders are running into with the Dolphins. They are going to have to play a clean game as they have several players on the injury report. Wow. I mean, the offensive line, over, under on will this team and offensive line ever be ready to go? I don't know the answer to that. But I know I run a very fast-paced, emotional, high-intense radio show throughout the Raider Nation, and I expect to hear from you in the next 20 minutes. 702-365-9200. What do the Raiders need to win this game? Jim Plunkett. At the bottom of the hour, Sam from Sam and Ash, my legal buddy and good friend. He's going to join us, the great Chris Myers from the NFL on Fox, another friend next hour of the show. And then tonight, it's my honor to emcee a big event for Tom Flores as Tom Flores is in town with his family, and it's a big one. It's a really big event as coaches in town and a whole bunch of gold jackets. If you're a Raider fan, and I know you are, you're listening to the flagship, you won't believe who's in town this weekend. They brought out the big guns. 
the A game. So when you get a chance at halftime, uh, get your beverage, get your cocktail, get your food quickly at maybe five minutes or two minutes to go, or don't leave your seat. But if you want to refuel, get in your seat for Tom Flores at halftime. Tom Flores' grandson will sing the national anthem, which is fantastic. I saw him in Canton, a great young man who Coach Flores is really proud of. And uh, this weekend is about Tom Flores. The Raiders are doing what the Raiders do. Mark Davis does this better than owners that have been in this league 30, 40, 50 years. Mark Davis, a relatively new owner, cuts checks and brings his alumni back like an army, an army of men and their significant others come in and they pay tribute to the legends of this team and they do it this weekend for the great Tom Flores, the Iceman, as he is ready to be honored at Allegiant Stadium. This is the first time in the history of Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders are doing this. And you saw what the Raiders did in that first game with Carlos Santana in the concert, right, the preseason game, what rolled in in the second game with Ice Cube in the concert at halftime. This is going to be really special. Joe in San Antonio, start us off, Joe. Thanks for listening on the app. Hey, JP, thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I agree with you. I don't think this is going to be, you know, some some uh, blowout, and I also don't think the Dolphins are going to be kind of running up the, the scoreboard on us just because they they shut out, the, you know, the Bills shut them out last week. I think the uh, it's going to be a lot closer than anybody thinks. But the key for us is to really start dominating up at the front with our defense. Our defense mm-hmm. has to hold serve. You know, that's a challenged offensive line with the with the Dolphins. I believe they're 27th in the in the rush. Yes. Um, and so Yannick and Max, they got to dominate. That's a, that's also a pocket passer there with uh, with Brissett. Brissett. So Dolphins so far have given up eight sacks. We've had five so far this season. I want them to eat. They're gonna they got to get some sacks there, get some turnovers. That's the first key. Second, uh, they talked about Xavier Howard, right? He's a stud over mm-hmm. there, and uh, maybe they don't want to throw that way. Well, Darren Wall- uh, Darren Waller has to kind of take over that game offensively, and then Car- and then Carr has to impose his will. Those are the keys for, as I see it, I see the score being 24-16, and I think the Raiders go 3-0. And yeah. being here in San Antonio, I'm excited to be out there. I'm going to go to the Eagles game on October 24th. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go and give you a shout-out, uh, see Lincoln Kennedy, Vinny Monsignor. Well, well you, you know what you should do? But... Hold on, let me stop you. If you're coming out for the Philadelphia game, go to Bolitnikoff.org, Bolitnikoff.org, and buy tickets to the Crab Fest and come out to the biggest Raider event that weekend where the legends are going to be there and Fred, and you'll see myself and Lincoln Kennedy will all be there before the Philadelphia game. That's the best chance you got other than game day, so try to come out to that event. I'll be there. Yeah, I was going to mention, I thought I heard you mention that yesterday yep. about uh, Belitikoff, so I will be there, excited to go out and be out there, uh, you know, mm-hmm. supporting the, the Sober and Black, and let's go Raiders. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Thanks for starting us off. That's a... San Antonio call starting me off, not a Las Vegas call starting me off, which is shocking to me. We should have everyone in Vegas climbing over the phones to get on this show. We got a game this Sunday. We got a game this Sunday to go 3-0. and We're an NFL flagship. The energy level's got to be high every day, 702-365-9200 as we continue on here. You know, Derek has had this great start to the season. So has Tom Brady. There's just a couple of quarterbacks playing at a very high level. I take a look at defensive stats here at this point in time, and the most important, there's two most important stats when you look at defensive stats. Number one is rushing yards per game. What is your defense giving up rushing yards per game? Let me tell you the top two teams in football. 
The Panthers, 3-0. and They're only giving up 45 yards a game. Buccaneers, the world champs, giving up 57 yards a game. So when you look at that number, you want to keep the rushing yards down. Las Vegas, the Raiders are giving up 114 yards a game. And for Miami, Miami's known more for their secondary. Miami's given up 134 yards a game after two games. Now, if Josh Jacobs was healthy and playing, I think Josh in a game like this could run for 130 yards on his own because Miami's not a great rush-stopping team. They're great when it comes to the pass. And I think, again, last week, I think it was more of a throwout statistic because Buffalo came in there and blew them out. There were a couple plays in that game that could have went either way. So Miami statistically isn't where they usually are when it comes to this stat, but they get better and better. Miami gives up 219 passing yards a game. The Raiders, very respectable, 254 passing yards a game. And then the most important stat in all of the NFL is points per game. How many points is your team giving up per game? And this is where you got to be proud of the Raiders. Through two games, the Raiders are vastly improved, giving up an even 22 points a game. Isn't it so much better to see that than 29, close to 30 points a game? The Dolphins are giving up 25.5. The strength of the Dolphins is their defensive secondary. The strength of the Raiders is Derek Carr, Darren Waller in their passing game. Something's got to give here. The fortunate news is that the Raiders' defense, they're playing really well. They're playing well. Everybody's doing their job. We had K.J. Wright on yesterday. How great was he? I mean, he just came across relaxed, a calm, cool veteran, and he's the perfect fit for this team, and I don't even think he's played great yet. You know, K.J. hasn't had a big game. I look at Littleton. It's hard to find Littleton on the field, making a lot of big plays. Maybe that changes this week. But the way Casey Hayward has played in the secondary, along with Mad Max Crosby on the defensive line, those two players have shown up for work every play of every game. And now the Raiders are going to have to do it again because Miami's coming in. They're physical, they're tough, and they're not intimidated by Las Vegas. 702-365-9200. Kendall in Vegas. Thanks for checking in. What's happening, Kendall? What's up, Brick? How you doing? Doing well. Brick, I think you hit it head on the head. Uh, we got to calm down all the Raider Nation about, you know, just rolling over Miami. Like you said, they're no slouch, and they're coming off an embarrassing L. Uh, I hope we have it tightened up, you know, and don't think it's a breeze because we'll be down first half quick because Brissett is a, a good backup vet. Been in the league for a while, you know. And like you said, those third and fourth downs, he's uh, – He's better than better than most, I would say. But yeah, I think he's good on short yardage. Right, I, I can't, man. I can't wait for that dude to start balling. Yeah, he's a special player. KJ Wright's had a great career, but you made a point about Brissett being a really good veteran backup. Yeah, he's the type of guy that can look at the line of scrimmage on third and manageable, third and five, six, seven, and he's not going to run for first downs, but he's going to keep the pocket alive. He's like Big Ben, hard to bring down. And he'll get the ball out. He'll take a hit. He'll take. He'll wait to take a hit, and wait for one of his receivers to get open. And the Raiders really got to get that pass rush going. Definitely, definitely. Well, I just hope they, uh, like you said, get stay mm-hmm. focused because it's not going to be a cakewalk. That's definitely no, true. That's you for sure. On that part. 
Thanks, Kendall. Appreciate the call. Right, yeah, thanks, I, I, again, I don't think anybody's overlooking anybody. Raiders are two and zero. You know, they're not eight and one. They're not ten and two. They're two and zero, and the two wins were outstanding. I mean, the internet's about to break. The media. You see some of these frauds on radio, on other radio shows. They're sitting here, and they're wondering, oh, oh, the Raiders. What's up with the Raiders? These are the same people a month ago that were kicking the Raiders in the groin every day on their show believing you would forget, and now they're blowing up Will Kiss's phone and the media and Katie over at the Raiders begging for an interview. Can we get anybody? Can we have Hunter Renfro on our radio show, please? Well, really? Why do you want Hunter Renfro? You're talking about UNLV every day. Now you want Hunter Renfro locally? Oh, really? Now you're into the Raiders? Come on. Even if the Raiders in the past struggled, and even if they struggle at times this year, there is nothing bigger in this town that comes close to the Las Vegas Raiders. And I am a massive Golden Knight fan, pure fan with the Golden Knights. That's a hockey team. They're elite. I think they're an elite team. They should have won a cup by now. I hope they win this year. I'm putting all into the cup again. But the NFL is so much bigger than hockey, it's not even close. We have the Las Vegas Raiders in town. They need the support of the local community at every level and the fan base, especially on game day. And I'm very impressed with what we're seeing. I mean, the preseason game was incredible. The Monday night game was an instant classic. And now the Dolphins come in as the Raiders pay tribute to Tom Flores. And he gets his Hall of Fame ring. And there's eight or nine gold jackets in town. Oh, my God. You know how lucky Vegas is? We didn't have football in Vegas. We didn't have an NFL team. Now I'm standing up in my studio. We got an NFL team that comes in town. And they just so happen to bring eight to nine gold jacket Hall of Famers to the game. There are other cities around this country that don't even have that. They don't have a glimpse of anything like that. We have that here. That's what makes Las Vegas exceptional as the new home of the Raiders. Oakland's coming. L.A.'s coming. They're coming from New York. They're coming from South Florida. Everybody wants to come in and see this stadium and see this team play. Raider 914. Get us going. What's happening? JT, how are you? Doing good. Thanks. Uh... Real quick, it's a joke when I listen to these guys on the media now after two wins. Everybody's changing course. They start all their conversations with, well, I've, I've always been a Derek Carr lover, and I've always believed in the Raiders. I don't even want to hear that. They've been killing us for 20 years. Second, our biggest asset is our fans on Sunday. If we're screaming when we're supposed to be screaming and we're quiet when we're supposed to be quiet in that stadium, I don't think the Dolphins have a chance. Young quarterback, if we could, if we could be loud enough, we're going to take him right out of the game. Uh, I say 28 to 10, we're going to be 3 and 0, and everybody's going to be loving us even more during the week. It's unbelievable. Thanks, JT. Yeah, I hope that's the case. Paul Gutierrez just tweeted out: uh, Josh Jacobs doubtful to play for Raiders versus Dolphins, while Incognito, Teamer, Levitt are all out according to John Gruden. Uh, My conversation with John Gruden was yesterday. We played that on Friday. This one is exceptional. Exceptional for what he has to say on a personal level to the black hole. I want everybody to let the black hole know. Got plenty of time to call everybody in the black hole and say John Gruden at 1 o'clock. I need everybody to listen to this interview for our good buddy Rob Rivera who passed away this week. Heavy heart this week. Really difficult week. One of the toughest weeks I've had on radio. 
uh, getting through this, talking to the family, talking to the friends, talking to all the members of the black hole, talking to Coach Gruden about it. Uh, it's great that we have radio to kind of talk, talk this through. We lost a good friend this week, and it hasn't really hit because I was planning on him coming out and sitting in my seats uh, for the next 20 years. No matter how long I'm with this team, how fortunate I am, Black Hole Rob and I were going to watch Raider games for the rest of our life, and it shows you that life could end quickly. That's why value your friendships, value your loved ones, and do whatever you can to come together under one nation, the Raider Nation. Go to these games and make memories. Uh, fortunately, what's eased my pain in many this week is all the memories we've had with Rob. There's so many memories, I can't even count them. There are that many memories, and that's what will give me a little bit of peace going forward. Uh, the monologue brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. Remy Martin, the back bar at the Raiders Tavern and Grill. Remy Martin everywhere here in the Valley. Whenever you show up at any lounge bar, ask for a Remy Martin sidecar or any cocktail with Remy Martin. Quantro, it's fantastic. When you think of the best cognac in the world, you think Remy Martin. It goes with everything, especially the Raiders. 702-365-9200. Coming up, Raider Royalty. Jim Plunkett every Friday as he's in town for his coach, Tom Flores. Many of uh, Coach Flores' former players, including the Hall of Famers and other great players, are in town to celebrate his legacy and to watch him get his ring at halftime of this game, which will be really special. Right here on Raider Nation Radio, brought to you by Modelo. Steelers going for it on fourth down. Ben takes the snap. Pressure coming from Mad Max and Jefferson up the middle and down goes incomplete on the throw. And Roethlisberger took great punishment and the Raiders will take over as a result of that. Brent Musburger on the call. Raiders defense really stepping up this year. And Derek Carr leads the league in passing. The Raiders lead in total offense. As we get a chance to bring in Raider legend Jim Plunkett every Friday, brought, brought to you by Modelo. And, Jim, another exciting weekend for you to be out here in honor of Tom Flores and an old rival. Oh, the Dolphins are in town. Makes for a big weekend. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Uh, yeah, it certainly does. But, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, last week's victory and, and the two games they've played back-to-back. I, I, I think were tremendous. You got off to a slow start last week and, you know, came firing back. I, you know, they're playing pretty well offensively and they're doing a very good job. Not exactly shutting down people, but stopping them from making the big play usually. And that's pretty exciting. Hey, Jim, take me back in the day with Howie and Lyle Alzeo, Townsend, all the great defensive players, Matt Millen, when they were making plays for you and turning the ball over and giving you the short field. And what would you say to them in your relationship with the defensive side of the ball when they were helping you win? Uh, believe me, you can't win in this without you know, a, a good, solid defense. You're going to win some games by outscoring other people at times. But for the most part, you know, the thing that really helps you is you had a number one good field position because of a turnover, a block punt, uh, an interception. Those things, those things are just tremendous for a quarterback. Offensively, you got a shorter field. Uh, have a, it's an easier opportunity to put the ball in the end zone. Um, yeah, but, you know, you, in this league, you can't win without a solid defense. Jim Plunkett's our guest. Jim, what went through your mind when Derek got rolled up on and was down on the field that looked very serious when his teammates surrounded him? Yeah, we're all concerned about that. 
Derek's a tough kid. He bounced back. Uh, uh, I'm sure he's a little sore all week, and they've been taking care of that ankle. Uh, but I'm sure he'll be ready to go this week. Uh, Jim, it looks like Josh Jacobs is doubtful. They brought in Kenyon Drake just for this, a pure all-purpose right. back. But what's it like for you when you were playing in your career when your feature back is out? I mean, you played with a lot of great running backs, including Marcus, where it's the next man up, and you're kind of in charge. You're the quarterback. you got to get this guy motivated, ready to step in and play big. Uh, no, there's no doubt about it. You know, and hopefully, you know, he's been doing his homework, and he's, he's, that's the role of a backup, being ready to step in in case of injury. Uh, and such that, you know, when he comes in, he knows the plays, number one, uh, and, you know, he, he does the right things, that he, and he does the things he's supposed to do. You know, when Marcus Allen got hurt, Kenny King stepped in for a while and did mm-hmm. a fantastic job, although Kenny King had been a starter, you know, before that. But, you know, in this league, as you know, it's always next man up, and the guy fill in. He may not – he may come up with a great game or just a solid game, but he, hopefully, you know, he won't make the mistakes – uh, you make when you you don't play as much or you're not on the field as often. So, you know, hopefully he'll be ready to go. Yeah, and Jim, conversely, Jacoby Brissett, he's been in this league a while. He'll start for Miami, and he poses a big threat with his size and his experience in this league. Uh, he does. You know, he, you know, he's a quality back. He's been in the league a, a number of years. You know, Miami obviously is struggling, starting off 0-2 and, and losing rather largely, uh, unfortunately. But, uh, uh, you know, but you – you know, they're hungry. They're looking for mm-hmm. a victory. They're going to do everything they can to get the job done. And, and it's, you know, I think it's, you know, imperative that the Raiders, you know, be ready for maybe an onslaught at the beginning. Because, uh, you know, in this league, nobody wants to be embarrassed. You want to go up. You don't want to go down 0-3. That is a great point. We've been talking about that, Jim, all week. Hey, Jim, before we go, I wanted to spend a few minutes for your rivalry with Miami, before you came to the Raiders, Sea of Hands, Stabler, Madden, Coach Schuler coached against every Raider coach, to Archell, Flores, John Madden. What was your relationship like with Don Shula over your career and getting a chance to see him at private events and events along the way, one of the, the most winningest coach of all time? Yeah, you got to forget. I, I, play, I started out in New England. I had to play him twice a year. Yeah. I know exactly. It was you know, Jim Kick, Larry Zonka, Bob Greasy. Uh, that no-name defense, uh, they were tough. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, well, we wound up, you know, almost beating them square for the five years that I played for New England. Uh, we split, I, I, I don't know exactly even, but pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, Don Shula, you know, tremendous uh, coach and individual. Uh, got to know him a little bit over the years and, you know, very fine man and, and uh, obviously a great coach. Last one. Again, I asked you about it last week, but it's a new event. We talked about Canton, and now Coach Flores getting honored at halftime. He's getting his Hall of Fame ring from Canton, Ohio. I know for you and your wife, Jim, this is another special opportunity for you to spend time with the Floreses, the family, the grandkids. This is a big one. Uh, we're all looking forward to it, actually. Uh, my wife and I are here in Vegas right now. We just got in. Uh, going to see him tonight. Going to see him tomorrow. It's a very exciting time for Tom. He- he deserves this as, as much as anybody that I can think of who's, who's coached and played in the NFL. Thanks, Jim. I'll see you tonight. Look forward to it. Yeah, me too. See you, JT. Bye. You got it. You got it. Jim Plunkett's in town. This should be a big – this should be a big – some airplanes flying over. The Jim Plunkett's in town. Okay? He's here because he's going to come a lot, but he's here for Tom Flores and big event tonight for Coach and Jim's playing a big part of it. I'm so happy for Jim because we're all trying to get Jim into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? We all want Jim to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and Jim is getting an opportunity to see his coach 
get all these great accolades. It's just fantastic to see this. Reggie in North Las Vegas. Thanks for waiting, Reggie. Past Jim Plunkett. Go ahead. Big JT, man. You always do it, man. The one thing about it is you are a true Raider fan. It's so hard to deal with this the national nonsense that I cut it off. I, I don't really watch the shows anymore. I do see the little stuff that people post. But when you could get inside information, that's why it's like when I moved here to Las Vegas back in 03, I used to miss the Bay Area. And then when I heard that you were coming here to be on the radio, I, I swear to you, I searched and searched. When you went to AM, man, I didn't know how to find you. But the reason why I'm so excited about it is that for you to have Jim Plunkett on, I mean, you point blank, you're an inside Raider man. I know you can get the contacts. Well, I know you, you got the hookup. But I just love that, man. Reggie, I got to run, but give me the final score. What's the final score, Raiders hosting Dolphins? If everything works out like I see it, 31-17 with our defense getting a score, baby. 31-17, Raiders win 3-0, and and I'm not looking over them, and I know the Raiders aren't looking over them, and that's why I expect it. Raider Nation, unite! Yeah, I think the Raiders, if they put up 30 points, which they can, but the Dolphins have a great secondary. The Dolphins have a fantastic secondary, so you just you shouldn't be able to pick them apart easily. So Reggie said a defensive score. Carlson's good for three. So you add nine. The JT, my favorite number of all time, number nine. Won't get into it. Goes back to Little League and my dad. And the Carlson, nine. I need nine points from Daniel Carlson alone every game. That's three made field goals before the extra points. So if there's three touchdowns, we get to 12 on the extra points. But I need nine from him individually with field goals. You add that to the score. And it's a big deal. See what happened last night to Christian McCaffrey? He's going to miss some games because of that hamstring. Last night, they lost some good players in that game. Carolina reminds me a lot of the Raiders. They really do. Because the Raiders have got a bunch of significant injuries already. And then last night, first-round pick J.C. Horn, the son of George uh, Joe Horn, suffered multiple breaks in his right foot. Multiple breaks. So they lost their best first-round pick. J.C. Horn, first corner taken, great player. And then they lost Christian McCaffrey, and they're 3-0. and You know, the Raiders don't have Josh Jacobs. He's doubtful. He's doubtful. I hope he plays. Richie Incognito, the injuries they have with Nicholas Morrow, and they have a chance to go to 3-0. and The injuries concern me with the Raiders, but they concern me also around the league. We'll talk about that with John Gruden coming up at the top of the hour. Coming up next, Sam from Sam and Ash. See all these crazy Ferraris and rental vehicles running around town? What happens if you get in an accident by one of those? Looky-loos who are just renting Ferraris and they don't even know how to drive them. I'll ask that with Sam coming up next. John Gruden at the top of the hour. Please don't miss it. Drake stays in the backfield. They don't motion him out. Foster Moreau's over to the left. They stack three receivers. Lobbing it toward Moreau. Got it! How about that touchdown pass? Jackpot, baby! 
JT, back with you on Raider Nation Radio. What an opportunity for the Silver and Black to go 3-0, to go 2-0 at home, to have this unbelievable start all in the AFC. You know, I always tell you, if you're hurt in a crash, call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234. Sam and Ashley are two of my great friends in town. I trust them. They're my personal injury attorneys. And Sam joins us heading into the Raider game this Sunday. How about Raider Nation, Sam? What about this? <laughs> hey, JT. Great to be with you. Wow. They're winning. We're doing – we're killing it. So I'm I'm with you. I think, uh, I think we're going to win this one too, and we're going to be undefeated this season. You know, we've, we've been to Golden Knights games together. We've been to big events here in town, but now – it's going to be, you know, hard to connect. You can find me at the torch. You're going to go to games. This is a sea of humanity. 65,000 people coming in from Henderson, Summerlin, your clients from all over, people driving in from Los Angeles throughout Southern California. And this is what we dreamed of, having multiple things going on this weekend, NASCAR, concerts, the Raiders, the Aviators. This is what Vegas is all about. Yeah, when I moved here, JT, everybody kind of jokingly described Vegas as a suburb of L.A. But now because of the Raiders, we I think L.A. is a suburb of Vegas. I think it's turning around. I think this is the place where L.A. people want to be because whenever I am in Southern California, I see so much Raider Nation pride. And I just think to myself, these are all people coming to my town, visiting and, and shopping and spending time in hotel rooms and restaurants and money. And I love it. If you are in a crash, call Sam and Ash. Hurt in a crash, call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234. I texted Ashley along with you. I'm fascinated. I saw on the news the other night. What happens when people come to town and they rent Ferraris and they rent all these exotic cars and it's way over their head? I don't drive Ferraris and exotic cars. And if I did, would I want to drive down the Las Vegas Strip? Would I want to get on the 15 or 215? I see these low vehicles. They're confusing to me. Are, are these cars getting into accidents? And what happens if one of these toys hits you on the freeway or on the strip? They're everywhere. Yeah, um, they are. And by the way, it's happening with, with increased frequency. It's actually the problem isn't what you would expect. It's not inherent necessarily to the fact that there's this exotic rental business. It's the fact that there are a, a several shady operators who are not fully licensed, insured, bonded, and such – who are basically brokering um, expensive cars that are owned by individuals out to unqualified drivers. And so what you had happen on Friday night, tragic accident, six police officers visiting from out of town, rented a Rolls-Royce Cullinan, the white SUV, I think it was white, saw it in the pictures. It was, and there's six of them crammed into a five-seater. They were all drunk. They crashed. One of them died, was ejected from the vehicle. Tragic story. But that same company that rented that car basically borrowed it from a dude up in Henderson who didn't, it wasn't their car. We're not operating. The guys only paid, I want to say, like a few hundred bucks to rent it for a few hours. So the barrier of entry was low. They were not vetted. And, and now uh, that same company has a previous death nine months ago of, of, a, of, a, of a, I think it was a Ferrari on, I think, Flamingo, where a guy was, again, picked it up, had just gotten out of jail for driving drunk. And they didn't run. They didn't run his license. Didn't check anything. They just took the money, took the cash, let him get in the car. There are existing rules on the books for this, JT, and okay. we just need better enforcement. 
Sam joins us from Sam and Ash. Hurt in a crash, call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234. Now, I'm watching Thursday night football. Houston's playing. Deshaun Watson can't play. He's getting paid his full salary for what looks to be obviously inappropriate inappropriate actions with women while he's getting a massage and there's 20 plus women i am just shocked that this hasn't moved through the legal process he has rusty harden the best defense attorney the da in houston for whatever reason interviews interviews with all the women if he did the crime he should never play in the nfl again or he'll have to clear his name but sam i was texting you about this it's such a black eye for the league that the legal system isn't pushing this through and all these fans in Houston are paying for their season tickets, parking, and the best player in the franchise can't play. Yeah, it is. And it, it's, it's a ten, there's a tension between due process that we're all entitled to mm-hmm. and, and, of course, our, you know, the, the preserving the, the decency of the, of the league and, 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 our, and, and our standards, right, our, our standards that we mm-hmm. hold the league up to. So there, the – the two separate issues, right, is the criminal case and what's the league doing about it. And the league has, my understanding, very specific rules about when they can discipline a player. And there's That's a process exactly. that has to run its course. The, the part that fascinates me is if there are no charges filed yet, my guess on this is that it's not as – they just don't have as clean cut of a case as they – would like they got an aggressive attorney on the other side, so the def- mm-hmm. so what the the prosecutor is forced to do is make sure he has an airtight case. And uh, there's always more to this than we know. We're just we're just looking at it from the outside and reading the news reports. So at first blush, it looks terrible. I agree with you. Um, where there's smoke, <laughs> there's fire. It's a lot yeah. of women. He was going on Instagram. Here's a guy who has access to the best trainers, the best physical therapists. This was not about getting a massage. This there was something more going on here, but yeah. um, but the DA it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what the DA does. Look at what the DA is doing. Not so much the league, the DA. Well, it's incredible. I'm, I look at it. You know me. We're great friends. I look at it from a fan's perspective. I mean, if this quarterback did this and it was that over the top, and he can't clear his name, he won't play. If he can clear his name, due process, let it play out in the legal system. But the fans are there watching a backup quarterback who's never played in a game, struggling here. And fans, as you know, Sam, we talk fans don't get refunds. If, if their quarterback can't play because of a legal process, they don't give you 20 30% off your season tickets. They do parking in your concession. <laughs> the fans get screwed. No, no. We, we always get stuck holding the bag, right? I mean, no matter what. Uh, and and I, 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 I do also sympathize with, with the business, though, because mm. this, this is a – I mean, just imagine, you know, you're the, you're the owner in a, in a situation like this. And we saw this with, uh, with you know, the, the, the case that happened with, uh, with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and with the pitcher there, they, I mean, it was, a, it was the same deal. And, and that's still, by the way, I don't think that ever resulted in criminal charges. No. But you've got, you've got a player that suddenly becomes a liability. You've got the rules that are set up by the league. You have to follow the league rules. So you're, you're stuck basically in limbo waiting for a lot of external people to do their thing. And that, you know, when you're the boss of, a, of an organization, billion-dollar organization, you don't, you don't like to be stuck in limbo. Absolutely. Sam, as we wrap it up, the phone number 702-820-1234 with a little over a minute here. Give me a quick success story recently and how people can find you downtown and reach out to you. Well, people can find us 
not just downtown, but all across the valley. You know, we are we serve all of southern Nevada. And as a matter of fact, you know, a few months ago, we expanded and, and opened up an office in California in southern California. We have actually recently had a family that was on on vacation in L.A. and uh, and they were driving along, got rear ended uh, by a Californian crazy Californian driver rear-ended them, mm. and uh, and they, they needed a firm to represent them. And they heard here on the radio, they were listening to how we, what, that we have offices in both states, and we're able to navigate the California system for them. And that is working out. We're getting them taken care of. So they've got an office here, an office there, and rely on our infrastructure to make sure they get what's right. You're everywhere. Your billboards are everywhere. You're with me. Hurt in a crash, call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234. And you're the, you and Ashley are the good luck charm of the Raider Nation. Now that you're here and fans are in place, they're undefeated. Let's keep this going. I'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, KT. Take Great care, to my be friend. I'll see you. you soon. Thank, Thank you. you. There he is, Bye-bye. Sam. Appreciate him coming on from Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, because you deserve what's right. I'm telling you, it's so easy to remember, like nothing else I've ever heard. They're there for you when you need them the most. Hurt in a car crash, call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234. Coming up, John Gruden interview. I'm proud of this one. This is a big one. If you're in the black hole, if you're a Raider fan, turn it up. Top of the hour, my weekly conversation with the head coach of the Silver and Black, John Gruden, and we continue on Raider Nation Radio.